<laughs> well, those pearly whites already. Wes, what's going on, brother? Oh, man, I got to tell you, we are having a mini rack and stack day here on Building Wins. We uh, were lucky enough to have Jim Packard and uh, George Campbell just now. And now we get to talk to a leader in the industry uh, of roofing that's, uh, you know, barking up your tree uh, in the form of tats. And uh, uh, it's just, uh, it's it, you know, we're, we're loving what we do and doing what we love. I mean, you can't beat it. We are. We are. We're kind of living it, loving it, owning it, right? It's kind of like one of those just perfect days. And, and, uh, I, uh, yeah, this is a, uh, you know, I was going to, but I decided to not, but I was thinking about, uh, cause we're talking about, um, racking and stacking them, but this is a mini rack and stack. There's only two today. We've just a little one, a little sad. We've been crazy enough to do five, I think, one day. <laughs> but, I was thinking about maybe just breaking into a little ground control to Major Tom. That's the closest thing I had to a traffic control, but that's a rocket ship, not a plane, but that was the best I had. I don't think we can afford the, the rights. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you have any trouble because I just said that, or are we okay still? I think we'll be okay with, with saying it, but boy, if we play it, ooh, it's going to get was, nice and no, quick. I was, was going to sing it. Does that count? Yeah, I think you might be able to get away with that, you know? Okay. But but yeah, but that, but man, we don't want to do that to anybody. <clears throat> so. And today is Tat's uh, wife's birthday. We are also not going to sing happy birthday her to her as a birthday present because uh, yes. we don't want to torture the poor lady. We do not. And uh, and, uh, and and Tats was pretty quick to say he didn't want to either, which means that <laughs> as bad as we are, I'm guessing he's even worse. So that's great. That, was, that, that is a far stretch. So he must be bad. <laughs> he could have to be bad. I can't carry a tune in a bucket. <clears throat> I know. I've, I've been with you when you sang. <laughs> it was not pretty i just telling you that right now anyway all right well okay i know we're we're enjoying ourselves but let's go enjoy tats what do you think i think it's a good all idea right. all right let's go see ya welcome to building wins live with host the hybrid road warrior himself randy chafee and producer director wes wyatt whether we're, we're talking, talking about, about sales, sales marketing, marketing, tech, or industry news, we, we want to bring, bring you the, the best tips, tricks, and info to build wins. Now, let's get to the show. Hey, Tats, how are you, my friend? Good, Randy. Thank you uh, for having me. Well, thanks for coming. I mean, I, I'm not even sure after Wes's night, three minutes of stupid that you would even be there i thought we just see this blank wall i wouldn't have blamed you i, I just took my wife to her birthday early and just said there's no chance i'm taking with these guys but, so hey, good, good game plan yeah the other good, good they, every once in a while we have one so well welcome anyways it's it's a it's a pleasure we had a great chat the other day and i think is it next week or the week after sometime uh you're honoring me to come on and chat with you on your uh as uh, a specified growth podcast or the roofy reflection, one or the other. You're yeah, yeah, we we got a bunch of different formats for uh, you know meetings we take. So yeah, we're, uh, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it also. So you're up in uh, beautiful Vancouver, BC today, huh? Yeah, absolutely. It, I get, it's 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 very warm. I just can't complain. I know there's lots of different weather going on, but uh, today uh, today it's nice and warm and sunny. So what's warm and sunny in Vancouver on May eighteenth? Uh, you got to give me you got to give me Fahrenheit because I don't do Celsius. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not that. Well, smart. I, I think it's eighty or yeah, eighty or ninety somewhere in really? that range. Yeah. Wow. So it's a nice day. Yeah. Yeah. So if you quit talking to me, you can take your wife on her birthday out to dinner on the water. What do you think? There you go. Thanks right. for the plan. 
Okay. <laughs> I just exposed it to her. So now that's what you're doing. So anyway, so, so Tats, you're CEO of Costagra, I'll say that easy for your host to say, Costagra, if, if I got that right, or Costagra. Absolutely. Okay. Close enough. So give us, what in the hell do you guys do? What's, what's, <laughs> what goes on there? Tell, tell us what goes on at uh, Costagra. Sure. I mean, we uh, we manufacture a line of uh, roof coatings. It's plant-based, high adhesion. Um, we originally didn't think we were going to end up in the roofing industry. My business partner is an inventor type. Um, mm. uh, uh, sort of, um, he invented the Windows Media Player, so he invented the ability to watch video uh, on the computer. He sold it to Bill Gates and invented a whole bunch of other things. And wow. Um, I just connected with them because I wanted to be an entrepreneur and learn. And I just had the opportunity to do so. And we developed a friendship and a partnership and I guess sort of, you know, meandering paths, but found our way to the roofing industry and what we're doing now. Well, that's, 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 that's an interesting way of getting there. So, so all your coatings are, 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 are plant-based. So what, what's the, give us the, for those that might not know, what's the advantage of that versus more of a, uh, I guess we would say chemical based. Is that is that an accurate term? Sure. I mean, there there are a few chemicals in it, but basically, castor and gypsum is the main components. And uh, essentially, why we were sort of pulled into the roofing industry um, with from specifiers and contractors is um, sustainability or the plant based aspect of it is. You know, certainly a benefit, but I mean, high performance and being able to do the job is the the number one thing. So that okay. that was the the biggest interest, and I think where we kind of fit in is, um, you know, there are uh, many products in the roofing industry that are extremely convenient uh, and and have a specific purpose. But where there was a gap was in you know sort of applications where adhesion was very very important. And, uh, you know, we have a ton of it. So I think that's where uh, people saw an advantage of what we were doing. And, um, and we have other benefits as well, but that, that's the main one. Okay. <clears throat> now, you, uh, your products go into the uh, specific, a, a very specific uh, a genre of the roofing industry, say a metal or, or asphalt shingle, or is it all more of a commercial uh, application? Or, or give, give me yeah. a little more clue where you go with that. Absolutely. It's, it's more on the uh, commercial side, right? And, you know, with, with the different <laughs> substrates, um, you know, we, we do pull tests to make sure that there's nothing on it, but uh, we, we provide a lot of different problem solving options, right? I mean, the roofing industry is a problem solving business, right? You, right. you, you show up at the roof, none of these roofs are the same, and then you have to make an assessment of what is the best solution. So, you know, we provide a, another tool for the commercial roofing contractors to, to solve problem solve. Gotcha. Gotcha. So would your product go typically, I'm going to guess to people that maybe specialize in that type of application, uh, maybe more so than a, a one-off, I'll try your product on this job, or do you get both? Um, I mean, I, th I think typically, um, you know, when you're starting out with a newer product, um, where the opportunities you get are, hey, look, nothing else has worked. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, before we have to tear this thing off, we're willing to give you a try uh, or repairs. And then, you know, you start to prove yourself in certain areas. Uh, and then we, we start connecting with the right contractors and then it starts to grow. So I think in the beginning, you know, people are willing to give you a shot when there isn't another option that, that is. And 
And if you can solve their problem that you build that relationship and sure. from there, it, it kind of grows to more of a general use product. Gotcha. Well, it makes sense. So you, I know, you, uh, uh, Tats, you're in Vancouver, BC, but is, is that where the, uh, the plant's based or is, is that based in the U.S.? I mean, we, we originally started with a, a group from Canada and we, we decided uh, early on, we, we won a competition in Canada that uh, sort of um, was sort of based on the Dragon's Den reality game show with the Kevin O'Leary, Robert Herjavec, just before Shark Tank. So, you know, we got 12 million views, but we decided to start the company in the U.S. Um, and that's where the majority of our sort of sales organization and and Peter, the inventor, uh, uh, lives as well. But um, we just decided that that's where the, the need and the adoption and mm-hmm. we could make the biggest uh, impact. Sure, sure. Well, let's face it. I mean, just from a, a sheer population standpoint, right, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's tremendously larger uh, base of potential clients. So that would, that would make sense. But you still sell the product in Canada, but you're, you're, your effort yeah. is in, in the U.S. Absolutely. Our production, everything, the company is yeah. uh, based. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I travel. Not like you do, though, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Sometimes that's too much, but it's it's a good time. Oh, is that a picture of your plant? Look at that. That's a, that's a roof that we did. Well, that's yeah, a roof that you did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's big. the kind of projects you guys get involved with. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if anyone's curious, we're, you know, if uh, they're curious of if there is a fit, then, you know, our tech team's pretty good at sort of, um, you know, figuring it out, right? You know, you, you work with a bunch of manufacturers, right? Problem mm-hmm. solve, right? Let us right. know what your issue is and maybe maybe we can solve, right? So, yeah. So, so we'll typically start with probably a, uh, a, 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 an investigative chat via Zoom or Teams or on the phone and kind of this is what we have, what we're experiencing. Your people probably ask some questions and there's some back and forth. And at some point, somebody probably has to be boots on the ground. But um, it's 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 an easy start because you're probably going to know <clears throat> relatively after a few questions whether you're fit. Maybe, maybe not for sure yet, or you're going to know where it's absolutely not a fit. Right? That's probably. Yeah relatively easy to determine up front i would think i think so i think you yeah. know randy you mentioned it as well in terms of the technology the hybrid which is you know use those initial conversations to you know figure out if further investigation is needed because everyone's time is really valuable right so right. you want to make sure that if you're going to go into the effort of setting up the meetings and doing the site visits everyone's got to come together so we just got to make sure that it's it's going to be worth everyone's time yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, uh, and and you and you may we may have touched on this. I I I don't remember. But uh, when did you guys start the business, Tats? Yeah, so we started it uh, thirteen years ago. But okay. it's uh, the technology actually has been around for thirty. And okay. you know, I mentioned uh, Peter, who's the inventor, invented those other things. He accidentally invented it. Like oh. um, in the uh, late 80s, there was a lot of homes with uh, curved walls, the high-end homes. Mm-hmm. And he had a friend that was in the carpentry trade. And one of the things that would drive him nuts was, you know, the baseboards, you know, for these curved walls or the curved staircases, they'd have to k- cut the wood into Lego-sized pieces mm-hmm. and try to assemble, reassemble it without making it look horrible. And it was a nightmare job. And so, you know, Peter's friend came to him and said, hey, can you solve this, right? Can you build something that's flexible? Uh, You know, you can drive nails into it. You can paint it. And 
Uh, he hemmed in hard and took about six months, but he came up with the solution, which was you know all the criteria that he mentioned. But in the process, he invented a coating. And being the scientist that he is, he started to coat roofs, ships, you know, floors, and he started to do those trials. A little bit of commercialization and kind of lost interest, but the benefit was. You know, he got to see it in the field for 20 years at that point. Mm. And, you know, as you know, with new coatings or new introductions to the market, even with ones that are done by very, very large companies, primarily lab tested, right? They'll run a battery of 200, maybe 300 tests. But realistically, it takes them about 10 years for them to be really sure that what they have is a winner. And we just happened to be in a situation where you had 20, now 30 um, as well. So it had a really good idea of uh, what success looked like. Well, that's, 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 that's pretty, uh, uh, that, that's, that, that makes sense to me how that, that went down. So you, uh, when you, uh, when you got, so when you got started with, with Peter, this, you, you didn't, if, if I'm hearing you right, you didn't necessarily say, I think I want to be in the roof coatings business. That's what I've always lived and grew up and wanted to do. This opportunity is there. He developed this and, and you said, hey, let's put A and B together and, and, and go see if we can, uh, uh, as a, a little, this gives me a little bit of my rural upbringing. Let's go make hay, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think I think uh, when I first uh, met Peter, I, I didn't have any entrepreneurial experience. I just wanted to learn. So I got introduced through a friend and I just said, I'm going to work for you for free. I'm going to photocopy, punch holes, do what it's going to take just to learn of how he's approached commercialization. And we built up a relationship and the the early companies, while we were figuring out what we wanted to do together, because we started to develop a friendship and and a partnership was I, I helped run a marketing company or we started a marketing company, which I primarily ran. And that marketing company did was help other project uh, products commercialize. So about seventy percent commercial, and the other thirty percent, you know, industrial and uh, technology related. So I got a lot of reps in launching products and qualifying technologies. And of course, it's not a perfect science, but I, uh, you know, when I first started, it was quite horrible at it and started to get better and better. And it's always a work in progress because just when you think you're starting to get good, uh, it humbles you completely. Right. So it's just this ongoing puzzle uh, called business and product development and competition that keeps us all uh, interested. Well, and, and but you you hit right there. That's the interesting part, right? <clears throat> the constant. If you, you in a perfect world, I suppose you you hit on this thing, you set it up, and it just works like clockwork every day, and, and that's great. Even though it never happens, <laughs> but it would be a great idea. But you know what? You'd probably get bored of that, right? Because the, you almost need those. You, well, you don't look for problems, and you don't want problems when they, when they when they come up. It gives you some juice to go find an answer, right? Yeah. And I think that the transition was, so I was running this company that was launching products and did about a hundred, over a hundred different uh, uh, clients or projects. Hmm. And, but I started to, you know, in the beginning, I was really excited about the mechanics, right? Like, okay, the trial selling phase, the this, the that, the qualification, and then seeing it on shelves, right? Going from zero to 2000 stores or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then I started to really question what I was helping promoting. Like, does the world need 
another one of these uh, plastic things. And it didn't happen overnight. It just slowly started to, to eat away at me. And, you know, getting older, having kids, started to think about, you know, their futures and, and stuff like that. And the alignment was off. And um, I just remembered, you know, years earlier, Peter invented something that he didn't do anything with. So I got him excited about the possibility of creating improvements, looking at new markets and trying to take a run at changing an industry. And um, I, you know, luckily, you know, he, he was enthused uh, and we were able to sort of build up a team to do it. But um, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it started. That's interesting. So you talked about in, in an area that's very intriguing to me all the time is, is marketing. You talked about doing, doing a lot of marketing. Um, that uh, let's 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 spend the next few minutes we got together talking about marketing for a minute and your theories on marketing in a because it's different in a commercial uh, in a commercial industrial world right than it is to the the uh, average everyday consumers trying to figure out whether they should buy Coke or Pepsi right it's, it's a whole different concept uh, what what's your advice for people in more of a commercial industrial B two B type uh, business format uh, yeah. with marketing. What, what's your what's your A, B, C, and D of what, what what we should be looking at? Yeah, I think you know, in broad strokes. There's always exceptions mm-hmm. when you're dealing with consumer products. It's it's marketing led, sales supported. Um, if you're looking at commercial or B two B, it's sales led, marketing supported, right? And the opportunities exist that exist are what can you take from one side and apply it to the other, right? So there's more and more overlap on strategies and things that work on the uh, consumer product side that also work on the commercial side or what works in another industry in another time that could be brought in. So your base of knowledge of how different industries operate, what campaigns they've run, and how that has worked and your ability to test that cheaply is probably your competitive advantage. Okay. So let's go back because that was interesting. So, and, and I understand what you're saying, but I want to maybe circle back into that a little bit. Yeah. Um, so with uh, with the consumer market, it tends to be more, we'll market the product and then the sales will come. But in a commercial world, it's a little more like the sales team and what's needed and what has to be there, what the customer wants, the B2B customer wants. Then we develop the product and then we need to market the advantages and market it to that customer. So they are, while there's similarities, obviously, and there's crossover. But I think that's interesting because it's not a one shoe fits all, right? Just because you're in marketing and you were very good at marketing in the consumer uh, part of the part of the, the the world doesn't necessarily mean you can just take whatever you did and bring it over into the consumer part, right, or yeah. the uh, commercial part, right? Absolutely, it's it's very very complicated. Even having done a lot of industrial, the construction side of things, is, and especially the roofing side, is very very um, nuanced. Uh, and that's actually one of the reasons I started one of the podcasts because I wanted to become a better entrepreneur. I wanted to understand the industry better, and there was no single point where I could just call one person or hire one person and understand it. So I decided to just start to talk to people that had um, different 
experiences with it and try to piece together how it all fit together. So that was kind of with specify, that's kind of how it started. Like mm-hmm. I want to talk to these people anyways. Now how do I increase my chances of being able to talk to these individuals? And how do I also share what I've done at the same time? So the the old recorded Zoom calls, right? Right, uh, right. Concept. Oh it, it exactly and you know really it's amazing, and I'm sure, and we talked about, it and you hit on it the the advancement in technology and the ability, excuse me, excuse me, the ability to uh, do more in a day, the, the ability to to be in touch with and touch more people in a day uh, at, at a less cost with the, the combination maybe of technology and person to person because you, you roll back before. Uh, well, you go, we go back before cell phones goes way back, but even before all the virtual technology that we have, you couldn't jump on a quick zoom call and talk to each other, maybe show each other, maybe be on a job site and, and let, let, let me bring you up on live and I'll show you what I'm looking at. All those things, it has got a 10 X hundred X. I don't know how many X's our, our abilities to perform more efficiently and, and, and to more quickly come to a, 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 you know, usable solution, I guess I want to say, because what would have took days, weeks, and months and, and 12 sales visits and people back and forth and can't catch a flight till tomorrow or next week or whatever, we can really cut that down in a time frame to literally hours or days, right? And, and that's got to be a huge part of what you've seen over time. Yeah, I mean that's 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 huge, and I always try to push the boundaries of what's possible with that. And I think you know over the years I've learned where those are, like what is too far and what is effective and what not. And I, I really like your approach because you have this hybrid approach, which is the correct approach, is respecting all of it. Uh, all of it is your toolkit, and how do you assemble it to sort of make sense of what works in your situation? Yeah, and 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 and. It, and you're, you're exactly right. And it's funny. Um, I'm an old school guy. So I was all the old school way, the way I built my career. <clears throat> and then during the, the COVID lockdown world, I had to go all virtual because there was no other choice. And it, it, it's one of the best things that's ever happened for me <clears throat> was be able to combine the two. <clears throat> so, and like you just said, there's, you can adapt from minute to minute, day to day, customer to customer, situation to situation. Some may literally, because <clears throat> I do a lot of customers in my world that are of the, the playing community. You know, they, they don't use technology, maybe at all or very little. So I can't get on a Zoom call with them. Those still have to require my getting on a plane or getting in a car and driving there and setting up and going to totally old school. But, but I've also have a lot of customers now that, you don't need to come see me as often if you don't want. You want to, that's fine. But if we got something, we'll talk on the phone or we'll jump on a Zoom or a Teams or a Google Meet or whatever. <clears throat> and it, and I really find that if you have a new customer in a, a, an area that would take a lot of time, time is money, but time and, and, and literal dollars to go see them for a, may not make sense for either one of us at the end of the day, right? Why don't we attempt to get through that first part at least before we do all that, right? And a lot of that we can determine or make a determination on a on a thirty minute Zoom call, Teams meeting, whatever. That we just might not be a fit for you, 
or you may not be a fit for us and no harm, no, no foul. And, and, and we move on and stay in touch, <clears throat> but we can really eliminate a lot of that extra expense and extra time uh, by using technology. <clears throat> but the mistake I think that we, we don't want to fall into is going all one way or all the other. And that's, that's the hybrid. No, I'm not going to come out and see you. I'll just do a zoom. Well, you got to recognize when the time is right, you need to go have that, you know, the bro hug and the burger and beer in the evening after a meeting, which is still vitally important in most sales situations, right? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'm definitely uh, learn learn to better do that. So yeah, that's fantastic. Yep, works well. So I hear, well, I hear because you told us that you have a birthday today. Not you, but your wife does. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I got to do a good job. <laughs> yeah, you, you have a job to do. You got to go take care of that. So we should probably uh, let you get out of here so you can do that. Because the last thing I'd want to do is get you in trouble. Because <laughs> I don't want to be responsible for you. So you know, we don't want we don't want this going haywire. So um, any final words? Anything we didn't touch on? You've been very generous with your time today, and it's been great to chat with you. I appreciate your input on. On a, no, on a number of things, but uh, a, uh, we always have a seldom ask or should ask questions. Uh, anything we missed today uh, before we get out of here, Tats, that we should talk about? No, but I really appreciate um, what you do because um, you know you said it yourself. You were you were old school, and you've embraced technology, and you're just leading by example, right? And I think when we get more people within our industry, uh, the roofing industry onto technology and using it and benefiting from it, I think it, it could solve some of the problems, right? In terms of recruiting and attracting, mm -hmm. attracting this industry. So anything that we can do to, to spread the word, which, which you are doing, I think uh, will make it better for all of us. Yeah. Well, very kind and, and thank you. And I appreciate all you do and, and your two podcasts, you're doing exactly the same thing. So uh, <clears throat> we'll just keep, we'll just keep, uh, we'll keep on uh, doing the stuff we do and hope it makes a difference. Right. All right. Well, All right. thank you so much. Well, thanks for being on. Hey, go have a big birthday party. Tell your wife we said happy birthday. If I you will. want later, you can call me and I'll sing. I'm quite good. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Okay. I'm not really good at all. That was a lie. <laughs> yeah. First lie I've ever told you, but that one's a lie. <laughs> Tats, thank you, my friend. All right. All right. Thank you. Yep. Cheers. All right. Come on. Is he better than Tats? He's a great guy. You love, love, love the guy. Catch his shows. Uh, uh, Roofer's Reflection or Roofer Reflection, it might be, and Specified Growth Podcast. You'll find them both on LinkedIn uh, for sure. I think he's on Facebook and some of the other uh, platforms. Uh, he, he does a, a nice job with his podcast. He has some great information. And if you're in the commercial industrial uh, uh, roofing genre, uh, check out his products at Castagra. They, uh, they really do a, a fine job. So anyways, that's it for today. I have got to get running. I got some living it, loving it, knowing it to do. And I got to continue loving what I do and doing what I love because you know that's what I do. And hey, Go make today your best day ever. Till tomorrow. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Building Wins Live. You can find information on Randy, Wes, our guests, show notes, and anything related to the podcast at buildingwins.live. On behalf of the whole Building Wins team, don't forget, make today your best day ever. Until tomorrow. <laughs>